Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Nigeria, reaching you from Port Leadership Podcast Studio in Abuja. My name is Winifred Ugebo, and I'll be your host on today's program. And I'm not alone in the studio. I have with me our public affairs analyst, a syndicated columnist, and of course, also a TV host. His name is Mr. Jide Ujo. It's a pleasure. You're looking good, uh, Winifred. <laughs> Thank you so much. Are you too? Are you, are you, are you on your way to Anambra? <laughs> because that's where money will speak this weekend. This weekend. <laughs> How do you think they are going to induce the residents to come out to vote? Ah, any which way. The rest are sure about that. Anambra actually has its two of uh, both by. Serious both by. And I won't be surprised if uh, news reports start between uh, that, uh, you know, uh, at least people are, are encouraged. Let me put it down. <laughs> encouraged to come out. I hope they're not drafting some residents from uh, neighboring states. At all. We are just hoping for the best. Uh, and I, I, I am very positive that the election in Amanda will come out soon. Okay, without wasting much time, we have uh, we are moving to our newspaper review. And the uh, first on our menu this morning is Leadership Newspaper. Leadership Newspaper is Nigeria's most influential newspaper. And on the paper today it says schools beef for security as bandits attack University of Abuja. Schools beef up security as bandits attack Uni Abuja. And on the rider it says abduct eleven several lecturers, children. As students, others react. Police vow to rescue victims, not perpetrators. Now, Mr. Ojo is uh, reading us of the pre-2015 years when uh, bombs were being detonated in FCT. That's what it's akin to what we are seeing presently. It's a very unfortunate development. Um, uh, this is this does not come totally as a surprise. Uh, we have want ahead of this to say when you have your neighbors eating cockroach and you fail to admonish or do something about it, you will not be able to sleep at night even with your neighbors. When this mass abduction was taking place in neighboring Niger State, the Niger State governor warned that Abuja should not think that mm. it is safe. That is just two hours drive from Abuja to Mina. And that what is affecting uh, his own state, Niger State, may sooner than later. This was like two months ago. Now it has come to I'm pass. Prophetic. I'm prophetic. So why is it now that schools are beefing up security? We should, we should see this happening. In fact, the neighboring uh, Nasarawa State, the governor there told us that because of the uh, bombardment and the uh, flushing of these bandits from Southern Cardinal, that many of them are moving to uh, Nasarawa and that they are spotted around some communities. Now, these are two states, Nasarawa and Niger, that borders uh, the share boundary with uh, FCT. And 
it is just so unfortunate that uh, lecturers, senior lecturers for that matter, uh, professors are now the ones that are picked up like snail from their homes. And uh, we pray that um, by the grace of Almighty God, they will be released on earth. But it's really cause for concern. And uh, it should not be just schools that will beef up security. We need to beef up security around worship centers. We need to beef up security around even marketplaces and generally all the nooks and crannies of Abuja. Uh, before this incident that happened at Junior Abuja took place, there have been abductions in uh, 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 Kujay uh, area. There have been abduction in uh, what's the name of Kuali, Kuali area. These are area councils within the FCT, and even within the FCT, there have been a number of abductions. Uh, we recall the punch uh, correspondent uh, who was abducted was it last year or this year? Uh, so we are in Cuba. So. These isolated instances have been happening. Uh, yeah, in his house. These isolated instances have been happening. Now we have uh, the University of Abuja being uh, attacked uh, in a Gestapo manner, and several uh, of their uh, lecturers and non academic staff being taken away. We pray that they will be rescued uh, on earth, and we also pray that. A uh, similar situation will be forestalled in the next future. Well, so, you know, prior to this time, we've seen the uh, doctors being kidnapped. I think it was even part of one of their uh, appeals when they even went on strike. And mm. they should be protected. Doctors have been victims of uh, kidnapping and uh, extortion. And now, it seems like they are moving over to lecturers now. But, but it's, it's, it has just not been this. Um, now, all the tertiary institutions have been affected. And mm. uh, don't forget what happened here in Uni Abuja, similarly has happened in ABU, oh, ABU's area, uh, where some students who are traveling, uh, students of French yes, department, yes, yes, yes. Uh, but uh, how many of them, eight of them, uh, they are about on Abuja, Abuja Kaduna Expressway, they were abducted sometimes last year. Even the ABU, uh, Madubelo University has been invaded and uh, uh, one or two lecturers or non-academic staff also abducted at some point. Uh, so when we saw that happen in ABU, all the universities around should have known better uh, to take proactive measures. But uh, better late than never, uh, and that's why it is advisable that it's better to prevent than to cure. Prevention is cheaper and better than cure. Now we are taking reactive action uh, rather than taking proactive action. But um, the, the long and short of it is that uh, we pray that these people who have been abducted will be, uh, their release will be secured uh, without uh, them coming to any harm. Yes, the last writer says police vow to rescue victims, not perpetrators. Is that right, sorry? Because we've been hearing police threatening to deal with uh, perpetrators and uh, nothing seems to have been done. Well, um, what do you want them to say? The police will not say anything contrary to what they have said, that they will not perpetrators 
But we know that even many a time when they say they are on top of situation, they are really never really on top of it. And maybe another thing that may have happened, uh, this massive deployment to Anambra, maybe it's what has affected uh, the security around FCT. Uh, because when you look at that number, 34,000 mm. that have been deployed, many of them could be from FCT command. And where you don't even have enough before, mm. now you are going to take uh, much of the resources from other states to go and complement the uh, conduct of election in, uh, in, in uh, Anambra. And that's why uh, deployment should be very strategic. Uh, while we are not uh, saying that uh, Anambra should not be secured for the election to rule, uh, the, the very volatile states uh, should not, they should not have drawn the manpower from volatile states. I don't know if you can agree. So that we don't have this kind of breach, uh, security breach on our hand. Uh, because now the election will still will not will not be held until Saturday. Mm -hmm. So in within this time frame, when the people of Anambra will be feeling safe, and yeah, many others <laughs> will be vulnerable. So, uh -huh. so what this speaks to is for the police authority to fast track the recruitment of additional personnel. Uh, Unfortunately, Winifred, there was this issue of uh, the clash of interest between the former Inspector General of Police, Mohamed Adamu, and the Police Service Commission uh, when over who should recruit the uh, constables. And they, throughout last year, they were fighting for all four fights, when taking themselves to court, uh, up to court of appeal. And it is just this year that they are trying to resolve. As at the time, I, the last communication I read from Inspector General of Police, Baba, was that they have resolved and that they are now trying to recruit those uh, additional uh, force. Now, the 10,000 that was supposed to have been recruited last, last year, year have not been recruited. Where would they do this 2021 recruitment? Or 2022. The year is already gone. So that is why, you know, um, elders should learn to resolve their issue amicably. Litigation is not the only option. If they have explored ADR mechanism to say, okay, there, there is a way we have been recruitment over the years. This one should not be an exception. And they didn't have uh, this uh, long uh, litigations on their hands. What this will have done for us is that. The ungoverned spaces or where we do not have sufficient uh, police manpower, uh, this will have been breached. Because where you see uh, many of these abductions taking place are areas that are not being well policed. Mm. Uh, I was on a radio program a few days ago, and uh, a correspondent, a newspaper correspondent, a journalist, was spoken with from Sanfara. And he said, in a in a whole local government community, in a community in a local government that has about 15,000 population, 
there's no one single police station, not even a police post. So that's why you see these bandits having a field day. Imagine if we have sufficient manpower and equipment, we will be able to checkmate the activities of these bandits. So that's why I'm I'm extrapolating that yes, even if you want to beef up security around the uh, schools, what about homes? What about other places? Worship centers and all of that. What about that? You cannot have uh, uh, overstretch this personnel and think they will perform optimally. So the solution lies in infusion of technology, uh, issue around uh, CCTV, yes. camera, uh, drones, use of drones, use of satellite imagery to survey, surveillance, area surveillance and all of that. A, a, a place like University of Abuja should have had that kind of CCTV. And somebody from the control room will have, if he's awake anyway, will have been able <laughs> to spot the activities of this marauder. But whatever we say, the most important thing is that we pray that the lives of those who have been abducted will not be put at risk and that they will be their release will be secured uh, in no uh, in no long term. Uh, I like what you said. You said if they are weak, then the person will train them. Yeah, because you can even have the CCTV. They said the man slept up or something. Yeah. And up to now, we are yet to see the report. Anyway, we're moving over to his sister publication, National Economy. National Economy today says seven states to pass bill on new pension scheme. Seven states to pass bill on new pension scheme. That is on National Economy today. What is your thoughts? Well, um, it's a welcome development uh, to have a new pension scheme. But what exactly are they doing with this? Uh, we have the National Pension Commission yes. Act of 2004, amended, uh, I think, in 2015 or 2016. And what I do know is that uh, many states have not keyed into contributory pension scheme. So if what these states, the bills they are passing is to enlist their states in the, on the contribution, contributory pension scheme, then it's a welcome development. Uh, because um, truth be told, many, many of our senior citizens are having a raw deal. Yeah, all across the nation. All across the nation, federal state workers, even local government workers are worse off. And Unfortunately, even those who have contributory pension scheme are complaining. The police, they want out of the contributory pension. They said their lives have not been okay. They are not having a good deal under the uh, contributory pension. So they want out. And um, there are states where the so-called uh, contributory pension scheme law is enforced. But what did we see? many of the governors are not remitting their own part of the contribution they will deduct the one from the workers they will not put the their own counterparts counterparts funding and will not even remit to the pension fund administrators Mm. so a lot needs to be looked into uh in the way we do 
pension management in Nigeria. And may I add this, Winifred? This issue of lack of uh, uh, proper pension scheme mm. is part of what or why corruption will not help the Nigerians. Because imagine, my father was a teacher for 40 years, from 1955 to 1995. Did you know that he died three years after, without collecting a dime? No pension, no gratuity. After 40 years, and he had he has health challenge, and people like me were not working at that time. So we couldn't be of much help to him. And that was what expedited his death. Now, if I were to be a public servant, would I not want to take care of my future, my retirement, even before I leave service? But how far did you didn't process it? Well, eventually we got a poetry song uh, another three years after his death. But just imagine the person who, who did the work never lived to enjoy it. So what I'm saying is that it has effect of corruption, the fight against corruption. When people know that after retirement, there is nothing for them, what they will do is to help themselves uh, and secure their future, quote unquote, by engaging in corrupt practices so that whether they get paid pension or they don't get their pension, they have already given themselves retirement benefits. Many people, many pensioners have died without collecting the time. That is the state. That's why I cited my father's case. The engineer in Nigeria is so sad. But we have to go on a break now. We'll come back. We'll review other papers on our menu. Please don't go away. Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Welcome back. This is Inside Nigeria, reaching you from Leadership Podcast Studio. My name is Winifred Gabon, and I still have you in the studio, Jide Ojo. It's a pleasure to, to be back from here. Yeah. Jide Ojo is a, is a public affairs analyst, a syndicated columnist, and of course, a TV host. It's always a pleasure to have you in the program. Same here, my so, we're moving over to the next paper we have on our menu, and that is this day newspaper. This day newspaper, Wednesday, November 3rd, says Anabra Poole. Capacity to mobilize voters despite security challenges may be the decider. Anabarco, capacity to mobilize voters despite security challenges may be the decider. How insecurity and false threat may undercut chances of parties and candidates. That is well, this uh, is um, is taking the, its own lead as uh, against the other two papers we reviewed uh, from the politics, not the economic or security angle. Uh, your newspaper took it from the security, uh, the national economy took it from the pension angle, but uh, these days looking at it from the <laughs> all important <laughs> political angle. It's just three days away. <laughs> 72 hours from now, uh, you have a lecture. And he's uh, actually saying that, uh, yes, capacity to mobilize voters, that's what security challenge. That's the truth. You see, um, 18 contestants in Anambra governorship election, but it's, it's, it's like a 5 force race. And if those parties and the candidates know what is good for them, they should mobilize their supporters 
embassy to come out and vote. Because this election, the way I see it, will be keenly contested. Mm -hmm. And my prediction is that it may be inconclusive on the first ballot. Because where you have heavyweight political juggernauts, mm -hmm. look at it. If I buy YPP, you may say, oh, YPP, which party? But it was YPP that brought him to Senate. You know, a young people's party. Mm. It was that party that brought them to Senate. And that's, I think that is the only Holy person yes, that they have yes. which has kept the party still registered with Thailand. So you cannot discountenance if I you, but don't forget, it's also somebody with deep pockets. He has, mm. is said to be a billionaire. Then you take Valentine Ozibo, PDP. He's also a well-accomplished entrepreneur. He, he even boasted that he never borrowed any money, he's self-sufficient and all of that. And with PDP having uh, do some homework and the success of their camp, their convention over the weekend, yes. uh, a number of governors uh, stormed Oka uh, two days ago to mobilize support for Valentine Ozibo. Then the APC candidate, uh, yeah. former Senator, uh, Andy yeah, Uba, who has also been former governor, put an uncle for 14 <laughs> days. <laughs> 14 days, he was there. Uh, so, uh, so, you never can tell what. And he also APC, has deep pockets. Uh, he also has deep pockets and he's also connected to the federal government, exactly. the party in power at the center. Then you look at Chuku uh, Masoludo. Uh, the former governor of Central Bank, who wants to be governor of the people of Panama, uh, that would be a double governor. Mm -hmm. But uh, mm -hmm. let's see whether it's luck or vote. Uh, Apga, they call it Apuga. Yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> a ruling party in Anambra state. And uh, they don't want to let go because that's the only state Apga is also uh, in control. So uh, then there's uh, another dark horse that you may not have heard so much about. But who has also been making news uh, since January this year when he come, when he showed this aspiration of that PDP, mm -hmm. and that's uh, Obiora Okunku, okay. the candidate yes. of Zenit Labour Party. Yes. He has spent so much resources of media uh, media coverage. Yeah, of he's a media man. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, he, he, since when he threw his hat in the early this year, uh, in fact, he's been on national TV. Uh, moving from home to home, neighbor to neighbor, uh, one church to the other, conversing for both. You never can tell. A dark horse may emerge victorious in Anambra. But what I'm saying invariably is that if you look at these five candidates I've mentioned, mm. uh, they are heavyweight, they, are. they yeah. have deep pockets, and they can turn the table in their favor. Mm. So, all those attributes they have they should put it to good use positive use mm -hmm. by ensuring that they mobilize their loyalists mm -hmm. their supporters to come out en masse to cast their ballot on saturday there are estimated 2.5 million registered voters in anambra and INEC has done the needful by bringing so many units close to their homes. It's, it's uh, one thing to be registered, there's another thing Unfortunately, Winifred, uh, INEC didn't do too well in my estimation about the distribution of PVCs. Uh, yes, the old ones, they have been attending to people collecting, but the new ones mm. that were 
the new registrants uh, which uh, came on board during the August in August this year, INEC did a targeted continuous voter registration exercise in Anambra ahead of this election. Uh, we are told that their PVC was not ready as of last Friday. So hopefully they have started distributing uh, this week, but it should not have been left to this uh, last minute. Last minute. Uh, and there are estimated 70,000 people who are uh, expected to collect their PVC. You know what it is when you are close to election, rowdiness and all of that. If these PVCs have been made ready in good time, people will have trickled in to go and collect it from their polling rate. But be that as it may, uh, what we are told is there are estimated 2.5 million registered voters. Uh, let's assume that oh, uh, about 2.4 million have collected their PVCs. Those are the ones that are expected to call and vote on Saturday. But what I'm more concerned with is um, people trooping out. And uh, one thing I also will appeal to Anambra or Indianabra is to excuse, excuse misinformation, fake news, and hate speech. Did you hear, Winifred, yesterday when there was a news flash? that Anek Chama has been assassinated. Oh yes, I heard it too. You will never believe like, that ah, somebody will go to that extent. Even though it wasn't, uh, there was no attribution as to the source, yes. but it was there. And it was so funny that as at the time they said the man has been killed, mm. he was at the airport here about to avoid this flight <laughs> to go to Oka, and they said they've killed him. <laughs> Just to create tension, and uh, you know, panic in the minds of people. And I know in this, uh, between today and Friday, a lot of such misinformation and fake news will still be peddled. I don't know to what end they want to achieve, but more importantly, I will also appeal to the uh, security agencies to be very professional in the way they handle the uh, policing of the election in Anambra. Mm, because be. be. uh, we will not want situations where uh, they will use uh, 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 you know, too much force. Uh, they, they Instead of a dousing tension, they will go and hide. Hiding tension. Because if you start shooting people indiscriminately, that will further uh, scare yeah. people. So it's better to uh, be very professional, be courteous, be civil in the way you police this Anambra election. So that that will be a confidence building mechanism that will ensure that people come out to exercise their purchase. Before we leave uh, this day, Mr. Power, we still let's review the story we have up the menus. And it says, Furious Shanwolu visits Ikoyi building collapsing, suspense LASBGAGM. Says of panel of inquiry as Deto climbs to 19, nine rescued. IGP visits sites. Humanitarian Minister mobilizes NEMA. But Abiyamayala orders condo with Lagos government, another building collapsed in Lagos. Uh, Mr. Jide, this building, uh, is one building collapsed too many. What is happening? And there were reports that they were given uh, approval for 19 instead, they, were, they increased it to. In, in fact, a lot, of, uh, a lot of news have been flying around about the Gerard uh, Street uh, building collapse in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, if you know Ikoyi well, that is 
like our own will say or you know my time in Abuja is the eyebrow area of uh, Lagos Island. It's one of the eyebrow areas. You talk of the Victoria Island. Uh, like the, yes, that's what I'm saying. So land in that place does not come cheap. Rent in that place does not come cheap. In fact, it's not just middle class. This is upper class. It's not for you to afford rent in uh, Ikoyi, you are you are you have deep pockets. So uh, it's like me wanting to live in the say to Asokoro or Maitama. So the issue is that we have read that the engineer, the supervising engineer, progress engineering. Uh, uh, you know, uh, worked yes. out of their agreement last year, I saw last year that, uh, because they said they could not guarantee the integrity of that building yes. after the fourth floor. Yes, that uh, for that singular reason they are optimal, and it shows that there were some compromises mm. that took place. If your site engineer worked out on you mm. and said, for this reason, I'm documenting that this building has been compromised, the integrity of this building has been compromised. And you as an investor, which is why um, our developers, uh, estate developers need to, there's a need to really uh, sanitize that uh, sector, real estate sector. I've lived in Abuja in a rented apartment somewhere on the airport road where the building material was of highest poor quality is it not an oxymoron highest but poor quality so the grade the it was the worst grade of building material this is a building by room i can use art to nail to put nail in the wall even without knocking anything on the wall the 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 the, the, the wall would just be um uh grains uh, will be coming off the wall and that is a building where I stayed for more than three years. Poor quality, poor standard, and somebody did not deem it fit to even build to uh, demolish that kind of building. Now, extrapolate that with a 21-story building. We are not even told whether that was the peak they were going, or they were just at the 21st. And they were going to 30 or 25 or whatever. But there were reports that approval was given for 15, 15 Even if so, what then happens? When the, the, if the demolition uh, the development control or the LASDC people were up and doing, when you know that the approval for this building was 15, and you are counting six additional, you should have stopped. Exactly. What, what the deputy governor is telling the world is that uh, the building was shut, uh, the site was uh, was uh, shut down for four months last year before it was reopened. On what basis was it reopened? It was it that they have complied with all the observations, mm -hmm. or did they get a new approval to now go the extra six um, stories? But whatever it is, I'm more paying not only by the economic loss to the owner of that property, but more to the lives that have been wasted. 20! 20 as of this morning, 20 lives wasted and 10 rescued. Even those 10 that were rescued, in what state were they rescued? 
Some of them may be maimed for life. Yes. Some of them may have been blinded for life. Because you never can tell in what state they are rescued. And who will pay their bills? We have not had. And you know the hospital, hospitalization policy in Nigeria. Yeah. You take people to hospital, they say, I'll go and bring 500,000 yeah, before, yeah. before, before we start treatment. Unless the Labour State Governor uh, makes a quick intervention and ensure that he goes to the hospital where these people have been ferried and assure the hospital that the Labour State Governor was going to pay the bills. Otherwise, we are many families can raise that kind of emergency money. So it's very saddening that lives are being unnecessarily lost in Nigeria, arising from negligence and compromise on part of regulatory agencies of uh, building in Nigeria. This has happened in uh, Abuja. We saw the one that happened in Jabi. It was also a multi-story building that happened about, uh, was it last year or two years ago? And, and several others like that. So, and we we should even thank God that this building has not been completed and people are living in it. The casualty figure will have been more than 100 times. Because just imagine a 21-story building, if people, are, if it's fully occupied, even if, it, if the building collapses during work hours, you don't imagine children that will be at home, maybe they are back from school and all of that, or elderly people who are who are so it, it, the, 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 the casualty will have been a lot more than what it is. I must hasten to say that you know it's not only in Nigeria that we have incidents of building collapse. There was a condom that collapsed in UK, US this year, uh, where people already were living and uh, so many lives were lost. But in Nigeria, like you rightly said, Winifred, it's one collapse too many. Uh, while it rarely happens in other clubs, it's like a weekly phenomenon in Nigeria. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, if you look at the last ride that they had, they said another building collapses in Lagos. You are talking of this one. You have not cleared the robust. Now another has collapsed. So, it, it then shows that there is laxity, there is dereliction of duty on part of the regulatory agencies. Where I read somewhere that uh, when some of these regulatory agencies go on inspection of sites, that uh, thugs and area boys are used to chase them away. But I think even if the military have to be involved in securing the lives of these regulatory staff of these regulatory agencies. The need for us to be done. If you, the moment the agency sees that the approval has been breached, yes, you got approval. To do what? To build 15 floor, 15 story uh, building. Now you have gone 21. The moment the 16th one, the moment you saw the 16th, you should even stop work. But you know what usually happens? It's like when you get now that registration number, mm. eh? To say you want to do bottled water and such a water. If there is no follow-up to make sure that mm. the uh the 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 quality uh, quality, quality control mm. is maintained, three months down the line, you may start having mm. that same water that you have the approval for, you know, uh killing people through waterborne disease. 
The same thing, you cannot say because you have gotten approval to build a house and that's where it is. What about compliance with those building codes? And this is what has happened in this instance. It is not that the man did not get approval, but he got approval for something else and is building something else. You got approval to do 15 story. Your site engineer told you that as at, after this fourth floor, I cannot guarantee any other thing you are doing. And withdrew from site. And that did not send any warning signal to you. You still went on, built it to 21st. In fact, we learned that uh, one traditional ruler uh, was there on supervision <laughs> recently. Uh, and we learned, although this cannot be uh, authenticated, that the owner of that property was actually outside and, and uh, people, conducting people around the... Yes, initially it was even among those dead. So, we don't know. Don't some know. said he has been arrested, some said he was exactly. in that building. But I, I think a thorough investigation should be done and people should be fed with the right information. Okay. But it's so unfortunate that this has happened again. Needless lives have been lost, and nobody is talking about compensation to the dead. I don't know. Is this something that is possible? Yeah, I don't to think do? they have finished the rescue efforts. Still... No, the rescue response is ongoing. Unfortunately, again, that that you have raised another critical point. Unfortunately, we do not have enough equipment, standard equipment, to conduct this kind of rescue. Mm. Do you know that many a time when this kind of tragedy happens? You go and rely on private construction yes. first. That has nothing to do with it's the construction of that building. You go and start begging them to know you their crates, okay. to know you their earth movers, to know you this and that. When we should have been ready and equipped the regulatory agencies. Look, in other climes, this kind of building, when you know that the building code has been breached, you do what is called controlled demolition. Let the man go to court. Control demolition. You won't even allow him to, but you know, this is where corruption plays a role. The man possibly will have gone back to, maybe they have even marked the building for demolition. You just go back to the regulatory agency and say, oh boy, come now, what is the problem? And I know this is Christmas approaching. Take this five million. And, that's it. and then you do the other way. That's exactly what I think to my mind. That's the corruption that we are talking about. Because if you know this man approval was given for him to build a 15-story building and your people are going around and they saw that this building was supposed to be 15-story it has gone to 21 story was there any attempt to do integrity test on that 21 even if this if there is integrity test and he passed it should that not have warranted the ceiling off of the site that he has breached the building was approved for him. It's really so sad. Um, we don't have much time again. Uh, we'll move over to the last paper we have on our menu, and that is some newspaper. The Punch newspaper, sorry. The Punch newspaper says today, AP convention date shaky, party battles crisis in 13 states. APC convention date shaky as party battles crisis in 13 states. Quara rivers Oshun Abia fashions. Others await verdict of progresses. APC will give this new car to a careless driver who will crash it. That is the general secretary. 
we want we draw court cases challenging congresses val party members well uh the point has gone the way of uh dizzy uh deciding to okay. make uh, politics is so uh, banner okay. but that's okay uh apc has been in the news for the wrong reason in recent past and uh, we hope that they will overcome this challenge every four years whenever they want to have their elected elective congress and convention it's always like this you see in some states parallel congresses and that's what has played out in about 30 states uh, where people are having parallel congresses and that's why the uh the date for the convention cannot be ascertained and um election is next year uh recall that the uh, incumbent interim chairman if i can call it that the chairman critical committee on the uh, convention planning who is also the governor of Yobe state uh, uh was uh, should i say indicted by the court recently that he should not have held that position as a serving governor. Mm. And uh, I mean, yes. if you look at the, the Supreme Court decision in uh, those state governorship election, where they said it's uh, he, holding that executive position and that it's in contravention of section, I think section 183 of the constitution or something of that nature. By and large, we hope APC will overcome this challenge. Uh, it needs to activate its, uh, you know, conflict resolution mechanism uh, to ensure that uh, peace reign within the party. Don't forget, uh, whoever uh, eventually gets elected uh, at the convention will be the one to superintend over party primaries next time. Which is mm. why a lot of interest is being shown yes, in who gets what. It's the ruling party too. Yeah, the ruling party. And there is a lot of implosion uh, pending because the way they have been invite accepting governors conscripting to their party, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, you are from Edo State, I guess. Yeah. Look, look at what happened when uh, Obaseki moved from P APC to PDP because of the political debt he holds. That's Sorry. why he could not even was... uh, form his cabinet but for over a, one year. There was a crack remark made about about this APC. Somebody said, in one of the platforms I belong to, that APC, uh, Edo State is only one of the few APC states that had this Congress, the peaceful manner. There was no faction. He said, the reason being that people that were causing problems in APC moved to the <laughs> PDP. <laughs> and it was really funny. You guys did it. Yes. You guys did it. Yes, they are the group. But again, uh, and that's why you see that. Uh, some of the states where APC is having problems are uh, states where it's in control. Look at uh, Kano. There is now Shekalau faction, there is uh, Gambia's faction. I really, you know, PDP in my state is now having issues in the state. That's what I'm saying now. <laughs> uh, they suspected that not be exactly. there. Because they, have, uh, again, they went to court they, and court said no. So because of they showed up at the, 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 the political debt that you hold. And that's why uh apc need to tread this landmine carefully so that it doesn't get exploded uh, 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 um, i know the party can do it it just needed to activate its uh, 
internal conflict resolution mechanism and they say that there's justice for her. You know, the old, what brought about this old parallel conflict was this called, uh, this thing, phenomenon called uh, consensus candidates. Mm. Consensus, election by consensus is never, mm. never going to be easy. Because this so-called consensus, it's supposed to be unanimous decision. Yes. But you see that in many states where it is APC that has that uh, is uh, in governing the state, the governors they are wanted to be the leader of, of the course, party and wanted their own people to be in the world, in the local government, in the state executives. Yes. And these are the people that will either be delegates to the convention mm. or people who are going to uh, be the candidate uh, that will do the be in the committee that will go and conduct primaries. They are going to be the one to screen aspirants. And you know, once you are a loyalist, you you have your loyalist in, in place. And uh, even when you are qualified, you can be disqualified. That's what it is. Uh, and, and that's why this issue of consensus is haunting the APC. Because uh, look at Quara. There is uh, Live Mohammed's faction. There is uh, Abdul Razak, Abdul Ari, uh, Governor's faction. All because of control ahead of 2023. It's all about 2023. So they need to manage this internal crisis creatively uh of course courts have been drawn into this whole controversy you can see uh, a lot of litigations attending to the issue of congresses and convention of APC. but again i wish them well uh, it depends on that but i think they should expunge that issue of consensus from their constitution it is the it is what is what is the root cause of this old poor if you have left it to either direct or indirect primary and people have opportunity to vote for any one of their choices there will be less acrimony yes you will know you have lost but situation where i buy from paid millions of naira and then somebody in my somewhere and said these are the list of elected people by consensus. Where did you ask people to buy from when you know you want to do consensus? Why? why? So it is part of the challenge. If they have allowed it, just like Section 87 of the Electoral Assets, primaries have to be conducted either to direct or indirect primary. The same thing, if you have allowed that election into the Congress, elective Congresses into uh that will lead to the uh election of uh, world executive uh, local government executive, state executive will be by direct or indirect primaries at least everybody if you give them fair a uh, level playing field even if you lose you know you lost if you win you know you have your picture not that somebody will stay in government house and dictates who becomes what within the party. There is no way tempers will not flare. And that's why uh, APC need to tread very carefully 
otherwise it may uh it may lose more than it will gain ahead of 2023 thank you so much for today well viewers this well we'll be joining the curtain on today's inside nigeria i've had with me to analyze paper all along the studio mr gd who is a public affairs analyst a syndicated columnist and of course a tv host Today. My pleasure. So nice to always have you around. Thank the you pleasure so is my thanks for the compliment. So I remain winning for the devil. Tomorrow is another date. Do keep it with us. Bye. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.